So what is thinking? I'm asking you. What is thinking? Welcome to the show. I'm sitting here with uh, Reed and Vinny, uh, our special guests for today. And uh, yeah, glad you joined us. This is uh, Inside the Mind's Eye. That's the intro. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Vinny, glad to have you here, dude. Can you, can you can you share a little bit about how you and Reed met? Through sea salt, man. Just um, he's coming in as a customer all the time and. Uh, just kind of, I just kind of had this feeling, and I was like, he's he's a little bit more. He has a different perspective than most, so I just kind of like spirit on spirit can kind of like pick that up. So we just kind of started, you know, chatting about things and sharing resources and stuff, and see that there's a lot more, you know, in common than what the common person understands. Uh, so so it's you know it's a blessing to be able to meet someone like that, especially someone couple more years of experience in life than me but still have the same perspective right 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 what reed what would you say what 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 is uh does that sound about right does it does that feel like how is it for you um uh yeah so some background sea salsa a healthy restaurant nearby um i was just coming in there a lot and um well, Vinny, I mean, Vinny's always sharing the message, like, regardless of, like, who it is, it seems like he's always, so I got to listen to that, and, um, and then, uh, kind of, kind of grows on me over time, and I start talking more about my own experience with some of that stuff, and, I don't know, it's been, it's been cool sharing stuff back and forth. So, this, so let's start with this, then. What is the message? What's the thing? Ways of being, like how we live, how how we live as as beings. Like, what's our what's our way of moving through the world? Who's that for? Any answer that he is a better, it's a more concrete conception of that than I. I wouldn't say I'm better. Just um, the message is love, man. But like like non-judgmental understanding looking past the emotions and just just choosing like making the conscious choice to to be a different way from the rest of the world not that you're better not that you're worse but you know you try something one way and you see that it doesn't work so you know try you try a different path or a different route and you you tell hold on to what's good when you continue to grow. Um, 
the the way that the world is right now, regardless of what perception, whether it's dark conspiracies or whether it's changing in the shift of astrology and the signs and the Pisces and all those different perspectives, it doesn't change the fact that a lot of people are lost. A lot of people are in their own darkness. A lot of people walk in their own personal hell. Um, and a lot of people also fear things outside of themselves and they fear departing this physical body. They think that it's the end when very very untrue it's simply an experience a learning lesson that we're here and it, it's a it's a gift it can be a blessing or a curse it's just how you go about it um and you know religions they have truth but the religion itself doesn't have all the answers and that's why the spirit of truth needs to be present and active in someone who is brought down and uh, humbled the ego, not detached from it, but humbled it to navigate and understand these deeper things. Because when we come to this understanding, we have a responsibility for those in our presence to lift up and to be a light to others. Um, because to me, I don't see any other way of living at this point. It's funny. There's a there's a saying that like once you once you're on the path, you know you're on the path. There's once once you've encountered truth or you've seen beyond the veil. Mm -hmm. of the society or the world of ideas and con constructs once you can see beyond what we're told once you've taken the red pill so to say you're on your way mm -hmm. i can't say it better than that so i want to ask vin since we got you here um, I'd like to just ask about your origin story, man. Like, how'd you grow up? Like, what were you into? Did something happen that helped facilitate a, a uh, like an interest in in seeing things and and, and understanding things? Well, growing up, I always thought something was different uh, about me. Not that I was special, but just different. And uh, I was always raised. I, I was one of the few guys who were raised with like a sensitive compassion caring heart from like a child on up i've always retained that about me i've never been like the one to bully people like i mean i've, I've dumped in narcissistic you know when people have pissed me off i've said things but i haven't gone after someone or tried to hurt someone things like that and uh i just kind of grew up you know being very peaceful and not wanting conflict you know just laughing a goofy kid who didn't pay attention but still always trying to remain to uh just being pure and good to people to the best of my ability and then you know i go through all these different trials and tribulations parents divorced when i was like eight so i kind of had to be forced to grow up i had to deal things with like mentally abusive and somewhat physically abusive father um no pity but like experiences to grow and learn i mean i forgive them i love them and that's the thing is you got to learn to forgive you don't have to forget but you got to forgive that's the only way to continue to heal and to grow so uh Fast forward through all that, go through all these years. I smoked pot for the first time at 15, and then one veil is busted open. And I'm like, what is this feeling? I thought my soul was outside of my body. Even I, It was trippy. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if it was lace weed or what. It was mid. You remember those days. It was mid. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, there was that experience. And we fast forward years later, You know, I get into the raving and the partying and the DJing and stuff. And... Uh, I'd always said if I was ever going to take acid, it would need to be in the middle of a forest. So I went to like this trippy hippie festival. It was like glitch hop and DJ scratching and a bunch of like 
hippies and patchwork pants and people living out of their vans and everyone like sharing and just being really chill. It's called Tipper and Friends. And um, what really busted open the veil for me, I mean, I'd taken some ecstasy before and learned what those feelings were like because of raving and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a very intense feeling. But then I had major depression, you know, after not sleeping for three days and serotonin overload and learning about that. But I get to the, this park, I'm sleep deprived. I don't drink in the morning. I drink some crown in the morning. Then I smoke some weed. Then I took an ecstasy pill. Then I took acid. And boom, for 12 hours, I don't even know how much acid I took. Um, things were like, the Wait, veil was... So, so were you on all those other substances when you took the acid? Yes. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Um, you're good. And uh, so the veil was just kind of busted open, man. So then I started seeing like, geometric patterns through the streams of light, like hexagons, triangles, rectangles, sacred geometry, saw things breathe. I felt like I was in this box. Like I'm, not, like I'm in a box. And I'm like, everyone is like all howling and has got lights. Everyone's howling at the moon. Everyone's on drugs, but no one's like being negative. It's like everyone's on drugs, even cocaine and blow, but no one was causing problems. There were guys running around naked, losing their minds. And there was a tripping tent for people who got to that point. But it was very peaceful and like you would hang hammocks and trees. It was very, very free and vibing. But after seeing that, I, I, I mean, I had never discredited God, but I wasn't for the religion thing. I never discredited Messiah either. I knew he was a dude. And I was like, hey, the message is great. I think what he's got is going. Never went against him. But both my parents were like, don't, don't go to church. We don't like church. We don't like organized religion, even though I was baptized Catholic. Um. So I go through all that and I just, I always felt uneasy about churches. It didn't feel right. And so after all that experience about 2018, when things really started picking up with like worldwide events and talking about the plagues and the Bible will say there'd be earthquakes around the world and blah, 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 blah. Then it kind of like out of fear, I started reading the Bible to try to understand what was going on. And I just continued to grow from there and grow and grow, you know, fast forward to, uh, the pandemic, when everything was planned out and all this stuff was orchestrated and facilitated with the vaccines and the masks. And I mean, dude, I've been down the entire rabbit hole. Oh, so yeah. I know, um, like I know it's made from like hydro vulgaris and it's created from like this immortal little like fish in the sea that they're trying to like manipulate and change DNA and all kinds of stuff. Um, but after seeing that, I, I just decided to go keto right before all this happened i just wanted to try a different diet and keto brought me and opened my temple up so i was able to clear out the, the junk and the, the clutter i started seeing more and then i was like all right i can't do this by myself god i'm going to call out to you i don't know what i'm doing i need help not not asking for someone to pray for me none of that i was just like i'm on my knees i need help show me a sign so next day i get a sign from this video i followed many years ago from this guy who even though he's not in church and there's a lot of good messages, he's still in the limited box. Um, but it said how to love God and love people, which is very interesting. So I watched that. And then I start hearing Hebrew names for the father and the son. I get down that whole rabbit hole. And I start learning about Torah and the commandments and all these things. And I'm like, well, what do I have to lose? I'm going to test it. It says test all things. I'm going to test it. So I started trying to keep the commandments, trying, today's the Sabbath, you know, so Shabbat Shalom, you know, it's a chill day, it's a rest day, but I'm not Jewish, I'm not Christian, um, I just used the principles that were guided and it continued to bless my life and I continued understanding more and more. And then just 
you know, throughout these past two years, my understanding went whoa, rapidly accelerated um, at the point now where it's like, it's time to step up and be a modern day Messiah. I'm not waiting for a guy to come out of the sky and save me. The Savior is within. The kingdom is within. We need to bring it out and manifest it because people are in such a dark spot. And no one seems to understand anything anymore. We've got to be a light to all. So that's kind of like a condensed version of where I'm at. Great. That's so, 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 so you, so you're, you feel you're in the, in the, in the starting to uh, take responsibility for yourself and your voice, the way you see, the way you are. Like it's no longer, you're not in the learning period anymore. You're in the action period. Right. Still learning, but like taking more action, like responsibility for every word that comes out of my mouth, understanding life and death are in the power of the tongue. Like scripture says, you know, spells, energy, all that gets projected and got to understand energy, frequency and vibration because science is yet another label on things they don't understand. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't have things that are true. Right. Right. Yeah. Science deal deals with the material. What can be uh -huh. what can be known? And um, my my interest lies in, in what can't be known. Yep, I'm with you. What about you, Reed? Thinking about this, thinking about that statement, being interested in what can't be known. I think I'm coming to something different these days that I'm interested. I am interested in the known. But it's my obsession with what can't be known that keeps me out of the present and out of out of reality. That that's what I'm looking at what's here, not what I think is out there. And then what's here. I mean, there's, it's funny how we, we can like, it's almost easier to describe the unknown. There's lots of words and labels and, and ways of describing the unknown, but there's no way to describe the known, what's here right, right now, this, like it can't. So it's like the known is, is the unknown in that sense. Like the, this here presence is the undescribable, is the nameless. And so it's like, so there's been a switch from like kind of looking outwards to um, to this like vague spiritual realm. And then maybe seeing that, that the spiritual realm is actually this realm, but not in the mind. My actual experience with here now, my actual, my experience with myself, and not who I want to be. And who I, who I want to try to be, but what I am automatically in every moment. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you see, Vinny, you see why I hang out with this guy? <laughs> yeah. He's got a, uh, I, that's, I feel that because I, I feel that. I feel that on a, on a deep level because there, there is no separation and it's infinite. Like whatever is, whatever we, I could sit here and tell you what this color of this carpet looks like and blah, 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 blah. And, but this is what it is. 
you, you can describe the color of the carpet, but you can't describe your experience of the carpet. You you have the experience of the carpet immediately now, and it's it's go, going into any description or or thinking is leaving leaving this, leaving the carpet. Like it's the carpet's not the our description of it. Leaving the present. I'm not, yeah. I agree with that. What about you, man? What's the background on you? Oh man. Um background on me. I, I got I got heavy uh same upbringing as you, similar. Um yeah, I I, I just was always I've always been curious about um I've always been a risk taker and I've been curious about when I first discovered drugs, like the effect that drugs would have on my experience, I don't know why I was curious about it, but it was something I, I was drawn to. Uh, and I eventually ended up becoming a heroin addict. So then I became, then I, you know, lived uh, every day needing to be on something at all times. Uh, and then uh, eventually, you know, things got so bad, I entered a, a, a state of surrender where, where I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And I didn't, I didn't know how to stop. Um, and, um, I, um, I got better, <laughs> uh, and, uh, relatively better. I stopped using drugs and alcohol, but in sobriety, what I started to find was I was thinking and feeling, and I didn't know where any of these things were coming from. I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, aware that the thoughts that occur in my consciousness arise on their own. I wasn't aware that feelings are generated on their own. I'm, and they're, they're not, they're not who I am. They're just part of the experience of being. Um, and, you know, along the way, you know, I'm, I'm very kind of like a, you know, like I said, a, like a risk taker, taker and very active. And I began sharing and expressing a lot of the stuff through music or podcasts or film and, uh, over time, um, I've just been practicing or playing with this organism, this this atom that's appearing. Just see, uh, not I think Reed said the way Reed described the present moment is the thing that's been difficult for me is ex accepting whatever is. Like I've got this perfectionism thing in me where I feel I need to be or do or think or live a certain way. Learning how to drop these, drop thoughts and ideas about what this is has been the practice ever since uh, I've started you know, hanging out with Reed. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been telling Reed, well, well a lot of people, my wife, don't go into any situation with expectation. You're bound to fail. It's when you expect. It's when you create a, a limitation through your expectation instead of just going through the flow. The Father, God, the universe, the source, however you want to label him, it, her, whatever. There's It's limitless, not limited in religions and certain understandings and perspectives. When someone stays boxed in one perspective and doesn't see other things or doesn't want to step out because of fear have they really mastered love no false evidence appearing real so 
take, you know, self-reflection, which is something, this is kind of where I'm at in my walk right now is working on the self-reflection self, sacred, eternal life force. Um, what's actually the divine particle of the spirit, the energy that comes from God, there's that animation, that energy that's within us. I understand the God to be the conscience, you know, your conscience, not your thoughts, not, 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 not your feelings, but your conscience, that unshakable good that just does not go away. And if you quiet yourself and you listen to it and you want to, you know, you can take direction instead of arguing with yourself, um, like arguing with your own thoughts of like this or that, staying on the spectrum. When you're on the spectrum, the spectrum is confusion. Satan is the ego. Satan is the fleshly nature. It's the identification of this or that instead of is. Um, so, you know, we all have to tame that within us. And then that's what the character of Messiah, I call him Messiah because he has a bunch of different names, but he came to be the physical like archetype of what a human should be. And our understanding of perfect is misconstrued. Perfect doesn't mean not fucking up. Perfect doesn't mean that you're never going to screw up. Perfect doesn't mean that you have a perfect like going. Perfect means perfect repentance. If you screw up, say it, own it, don't do it again, and keep pressing on. The journey never ends. You're going to continue to learn. But perfection is pressing on with true repentance and not continuing to step back, but to progress forward. And as you progress forward, you learn more, you expand more, perceptions change, you know, perception is reality. So as you continue to grow, you see more and more. But you know that you have no tolerance for your own errors. You got to get to that point. I don't have tolerance for my errors. I, I accept them what it is. But like when people say, oh, we're sinners, we're unworthy, we're fallen. Yeah, that's maybe good at a certain point to grow, to humble yourself. But then you can't keep yourself in that limited mindset because then you don't see the veil. Like, and I've told people, and I had this realization not too long ago, that putting the Messiah, Jesus, above ourselves is idolatry. He never said, worship me, the man. Never said that. He came to lead by example, said, my brothers and sisters, you can do even greater works than me. I am the first among many because he did it first. But doesn't mean that anyone else can't do it. And I'm not talking about the magical stuff of turning water into wine. I'm talking about making an impact on people's lives through your very presence. Letting the Spirit speak. That's what Messiah is. And Messiah blends, and he goes everywhere, and he speaks universally to everyone. There is no discrimination, and separation is an illusion. It's about being one. United and one. We can have different thoughts and opinions, but still one. And that's where people miss the point is like, I have to be this way and you're this way. So we can't ever coexist. It's not about coexisting. It's about uniting and understanding what's truth, but still allowing to have your own individuality. The I am, you realize I am, you are, the I am's become the we are. We are still I am because we're individual, but we are as a collective because we understand what's actually true. Thinking about what you said about coexisting or the inability to coexist with others and how that was essentially the struggle within ourselves, the inability to coexist with ourselves because of the differences and how we act, but the difference between how we act and what we think we're supposed to act like. And you're saying like there's an, in, you know, you know, the tolerance for errors and like I and and accepting those errors and I 
I have a, I have a, yeah, it used to be that like, I couldn't accept that, you know, I'm doing these things that are, are, are bad or not, you know, like I'm supposed to, supposed to be like this, supposed to be kind all the time, supposed to be full of love. And then like, I do things like then, you know, existing in a way that I'm just not. And accepting that, accepting the difference between, you know, the thought of what I want to be and what I am actually doing. And then in closing that gap and, and, and being, being what I am. And that means like being mediocre, the majority of the time, like, like, like playing, just playing Call of Duty and not doing anything with my day. And then I'm like, you know, what? there's better things I can be doing. But right now I'm interested in not doing anything, not doing anything useful at all. Um, and then I found that, like, by giving myself the courtesy to be what I am, like, the changes automatically take place like i'll it's like tolerance for error intolerance for errors is like it's synonymous with honestly looking at errors and just being aware that like you know what i'm doing this is what i'm doing and maybe it's not, not what i'd like to be doing and being honest with myself about that and then it like i don't i don't have to force i don't have to force myself to change but the change takes place if i'm honestly looking at what i'm doing and not saying like because when i say like i'm going to be better i don't have to be better anymore because i'm going to be i don't know there's no changes necessary because i'm going to be better the, the power has been taken the power has been taken from me to change because i've placed that power on a future self but instead of saying I'm going to be better, saying this is how I am right now, this is what I'm doing, then change, change occurs or not, like not, not right away. Like usually like something shifts and maybe it's like days or weeks, but like my experiences, I know that like eventually it does and I don't have to, you know, like I've got things on my to-do list or like, I, you know, I got chores around the house I need to do. Like, you know, I don't feel like doing it right now. I don't do it. And, you know, eventually I'll do it, but I don't, but between the time of not, you know, not doing it and thinking I should, and then finally doing it, I don't have to punish myself during that time. You know, I don't have to punish myself because I'm not yet doing that thing or have, have not yet changed, but I can, yeah. okay, that's how I'm. That, that's that's how I that's how I kind of play with it too is I I recognize that I'm not the one that gets to decide who or what I am that's out of my jurisdiction and um seeing being able to see like I, I, I'm so interested in in the time from which an action occurs and thought occurs like which 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 happens am i am i incited am i am i incited into action like am i speak like right now i'm speaking there was no thought to speak speaking is occurring it's it's i i'm i'm here right now in the present moment with you guys having an experience but the moment i start thinking about this experience i'm i'm somewhere else i'm not here 
And, I, and that's what I was thinking about when Reed was just talking is I, I watch that all the time, especially with chores around the house where, you know, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm really not interested in my own thoughts or feelings anymore. I may feel a certain way about something or think a certain thing about something, and I'm just not interested in paying attention to it anymore. Examine your thoughts. Examine, watch them, question them, but don't, 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 don't give all your interest. So like when people want to do manifestation, they talk about, I want a lot of money. You know what you're going to get? The feeling of wanting the money. You're not going to get the money. I'm just using this as an example. I have the money. It's a matter of time of it catching up in physical reality. Thoughts are instantaneous. Outside of this body, things would manifest instantaneous. But in this physical body, it takes time to catch up. But that energy projects. So it's like, I, 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 have, I have killed my ego. Or I, I, I have grown more kind. I have. Because you own it. And you speak it into existence. When it says God spoke things into existence. Not literally speaking, but projecting that energy. Till it manifests into a physical, tangible Thing like we have so yeah no i'm not interested in my in my in my fleshly thoughts i call it the nature of the flesh versus the spirit carnal versus not carnal but like why am i thinking the way i'm thinking am i thinking about thinking about what i'm gonna say or am i just letting the spirit flow like am i am i am i really examining myself like this feeling happened or this emotion happened. It's like okay i understand but like why do i feel like this and we got to go through these things to grow we're always being crucified. We got to take up the cross and keep going. Now we're going to go through a literal crucifixion, like the character of Messiah, but crucifixion in your own life. You're crucifying yourself. You're killing the false illusion and you're walking up into the newness of life, which is truth. Truth, love is what creates all this. Love is what sustains all this. The Father is loving kindness. The Father is not a judgmental and punishment. We bring that upon ourselves. So we need to stop putting it on Him start taking responsibility for what we say think and do so i yeah i see it both ways like i see what you're saying Vinny, and i see it the way adam sees it too and for me like i think and something i'm struggling to find is that there's a it, to me it seems like there needs to be a balance between the two a balance between letting thoughts go and not paying attention to them versus examining them and getting to the root of them um, and I seem to, I seem to bounce back between two extremes there when I just basically ignore the mind. And then when I just always pay attention to the mind, I'm always analyzing and examining. And then on either side of the extreme, I get to a place where I'm not comfortable anymore, but it's like, so like, I don't know, like reg for me, like the, like I think I know what the balance is. I just don't do it. Um, I wait. I wait till I get uncomfortable on either end of the spectrum. But like, I mean, that's maybe that's just how it is. You like you do that. You bounce back and forth, and each time you bounce from one side to the other, the t the time, you know, the degree, how far you go on on one end of the spectrum, and how long it takes to kind of come back to center, like um, become shorter and shorter. So I, I assume there's eventually a place of like an instantaneous oscillation where you're just always in the middle um, and, you know, balance is achieved. Um, but so like, I, I don't, 
I generally let thoughts go, but then I find it useful to regularly sit down and write out what I have been thinking and then examine it in writing that way. Because um, if I don't do it in writing, I just try to do it, keep it all upstairs. It's just a confused mess and it doesn't, it doesn't yield me anything. Well, sometimes, but okay. But here's another thing. When I'm not, sometimes the examination occurs on its own when I'm not in the thought and I'm a, and I'm observing, I'm not ignoring it, but I'm also not getting into it or touching it. Like kind of this, it's like a good rule of thumb is almost like, look, don't touch. Like the thought appears, but um, seeing it arise, then sometimes you can automatically see the root of it or the um, the source of it. Or like, you know, like I have a thought and then right away, like because I'm not in the thought, I'm just watching the thought. I can see what's behind the thought. And then something new is revealed to me. But to do on purpose, I don't know. Because if I'm purposefully watching thoughts, I feel like that I'm not present for the thought to arise without me getting in the way. I don't I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bro, I agree with that. It's better to observe it, give it enough attention to observe it. But don't like focus all your energy onto it because then you you trap yourself in limitation. Observing yeah. is a great way to put it. It's like not taking it seriously, but not ignoring not it. it yeah, not well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's some some kind of yes, yeah, this balance thing I keep hearing about. <laughs> And I, and I think that's the nature, like, uh, when I think about God or the cosmos or reality or nature, uh, it's, it, I like to think about absolute neutral, which is space itself or the, what we conceptualize space to be like the universe doesn't care about what I'm thinking or feeling. It just doesn't. It's doing what it's doing. It's uh, what I'm thinking and feeling is also the universe. Yeah, I mean, love is love, regardless, and it, it, it's it's unchanging. So, regardless of what you do, you're you got to realize that you're forgiven. You're already forgiven. So, since you know you're forgiven, don't do it again. Strive to be better. Walk yeah. the path and try to be better. Don't think that you're condemned because you're not. You're forgiven. So, remember, yeah. you're forgiven. It wouldn't make sense for the universe to manifest an action that it was fundamentally at odds with right like some, something can't arise that doesn't belong in the space which birthed it so there's a place for everything in that sense like i'm not a this is perhaps an interesting thought because of like the conditioning like at least i received around you know, the traditional conception of God, but like it almost suggests that like I'm somehow a power that exists independently of the universe and that I'm at odds with it unless I choose to be in accordance with it. But if, you know, you look at the idea of there being one power, one God, like one 
universe like i can't i don't arise separately from the universe i can't be at odds with it like i can't i am like it's that like an atom there's no atom that's just off doing something like weird random like the universe is like i don't i don't know what's going on with this atom over here it's just not really following any of the laws it's just like <laughs> you know this, this doesn't and it's the same for any creature like there's it's not like there's there's no like bird or or, or cat or, or squirrel or whatever that's out of place i may not like the place that they are i may not like the place they're in but like it's not like yeah yeah and that's the thing Which to is examine. Hard to... Well, that's the that's the thing to examine is I don't like the place that the squirrel is in, and I see this all, all the time when I find bugs around the house. Like I'll I'll yeah. see a bug, and the moment I think I don't like this bug here, and I notice it, that's where I go. Oh shit! What's going on here? Like, who am I to say where where this bug should or shouldn't be? Yeah, maybe I, I'm I'm in the bug's way, but like we you know, we don't see it that way. But anyway, the thought I don't like this bug here that didn't arise contrary to the universe either. The capacity and the the whatever is needed for that thought to arise was there. Like you know, it's not an accident. It's not some mistake on the universe's part that it allowed. Like, oops, gotta you know, why is he thinking that? I mean, I spent, you know, 24, 25 years killing bugs without thinking about it. Like, oh, there's a bug yeah. smash. Others me. Now, like, like sometimes I'll I'll smash a bug or, or have to flush it and then I'll cry. <laughs> um, like, I'm really sad about it. Um, but I didn't choose to. I never sat down to practice compassion for bugs. <laughs> that's, that's like i didn't choose to make that change in myself i don't have the power to ca cause that kind of change internally i don't i can't go into my brain and and rewire these connect i mean i suppose you can do practices that allow the brain to rewire itself but like it's never like the changes i notice in myself are usually things i never would have imagined and could have and never sat down to do on purpose that's the that's the kind of fun part about it is watch seeing new behaviors and reactions pop up mm -hmm. and being like i you know and that's kind of that's the the spirit moving or whatever like that's um you want to put it that way it's it's like maybe it's like removing the limitations on the spirit that's already within to move like it's there but i can choose to it seems to clothe myself in limiting beliefs, thoughts, and ways of living. Mm -hmm. I want to add. You can what? I can I can build it like a stream runs free and it runs exactly where it needs to. But I can build a dam and divert that stream all day, uh, and 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 cause it to flow all kinds of crazy places. Eventually, it'll get to where it needs to. It'll just be like very hindered. But well, like a stream running down a mountain, I don't need to con like, yeah, the water goes to the, to the base of the mountain. I don't need to put up 
you know, little little dams and, and rocks and, and block like to try to direct the flow down the mountain. It's just that's just me deciding beforehand how it's supposed to flow, which is irrelevant. It's the goal is to get the water down the mountain, right? And that's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I always think of uh like a sailboat, like we're we're in our little schooners and the schooners is just this body or mind or whatever this is and uh you know i got my paddle you know and i'm surfing or or paddling down the river and if it gets too too rocky i need to drop my paddle and just let it get let it let the current take me back into into neutrality or or the middle i'd say you need to use the sail if you got a sailboat yeah I don't, but I, I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that, what is it? I don't know what that is. We we were, te- were texting about that and talking about it. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. The sail? The sail, the sail on this boat. I see the sail representing, representing the spirit and the boat representing the physical vessel. So the spirit steals hmm. the, steers the vessel if I'm not in the water with an extra paddle trying to help it. The wind, the ruach, as you say yeah. in Hebrew. Yeah. Do you Vin? Do you have like a do you have a practice of prayer like with with a um, like do you have a relationship with uh, a higher power or like a, a or like a, an object like do you have a relationship with anything like that? I mean, through this, just with the spirit, man, it's a very personal, intimate relationship with Father. It's like no fear, no condemnation. It's like I always feel his presence no matter where I am. Like mm. he's with me. He's around me. He's inside of me. He's outside of me. I say he because, you know, host and source, but there's also divine feminine. So it's divine masculine and divine feminine. And it's more than just the physical genders, more, but more the attributes that came from the same single source. So we've got like a goddess, Mother Earth, very caring, nurturing, and sustains us, mother of the physical body, and then the father of the spirit which hosts and animates the body. But um, like when it comes to prayers, I don't do anything like crazy. Like recent, I'm always changing and adapting, but more so it's, it's gratitude. I do some breath work. I do meditation, but I don't do like hours of meditation. I do work on chakras, you know, cognitive thing, but I don't obsess. And um, so like, I'll do this prayer from this book is basically, and I thought it was beautiful. It's from this book called the way of mastery of Jeshua. And I guess this dude wrote it. The spirit of Messiah came into him test everything you know hold to what is true but it's like what do you do so some people can ask there's levels of there's like asking for things and then there's thanking for things when you're concrete enough in your past faith and you just know that knowing the inner knowing the inner stand versus the understand so um so i say this thing like daily and i've been doing it for like 21 days and it's amazing it's like all right uh i say thank you you know Holy Spirit, for correcting the perception that an obstacle exists from being for me being the Son of the Most High. Thank you, Holy Father, for I am healed. And I go about my day. That's it. It's a perfect day. That sounds like a wonderful prayer. It's amazing. It. It's simple. It's dropping the belief that I'm separate. That's Bingo. it. That's it. That's that's it. That's it. Drop dropping the belief that I'm separate. Not trying to get not not becoming one. We're trying to get in accordance with God, but dropping the dropping this idea that I'm not already, that I'm not I'm not that, that I'm not right. this. 
that I'm not with this, like Dow, that I'm not trying to get the Dow. Right. Same but thing. Instead yeah. of trying, just being. Like it's about human being. In the old scriptures back in the Septuagint, which is older than the Masoretic of the Bible, Moses asks, you know, usually the translation is I am that I am. If you go back to the Greek Septuagint, which is 1,100 years older and more closer to the original Hebrew, it is I am the being. It's not about it's it's about being. It's not about trying. Like it's there. There's four spirits of life from understanding from like the Book of Mormon and the remembrance of Melchizedek. Melchizedek is the righteous priesthood. The Messiah and Abraham and all of them came in. You know when Abraham believed the Father and it was credited to him his righteousness because he trusted. And so think, feel, uh, say, and be the four spirits of life. You think it. You feel it. You say it. You become it. Hmm. That's the best definition of God I've ever heard. I am the being. Right. It makes sense. It's just no limitation except the be. What is being? Being is what you find out. Like your truth, there is concrete truth that we all understand, but the way that we perceive and understand truth, different levels of ascending and descending. The Son of Man not only ascends, but he descends. So you can be up here vibrating high as hell. But you got to also know how to descend and talk to people and bring them up. And not everyone's going to be up here. Not everyone wants to be up here. And that's okay. It's not that you have to. It's a choice. So, you know, you know, you go up and down Jacob's ladder and it may get shaky, but you always have your foundation. And that's where you stand still. Be still and know that I am God. Not that I am the source itself and that I'm better than everyone. But I am the physical manifestation of God into this the dimension. So take that responsibility and use yourself as a vessel to become a God, a goddess of the Most High, and share love and light with the world. Beautiful. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's... That's where I'm going, man. And that's like, I'm like today, you know, the, the Messiah thing, you know, like it's not about I'm waiting for Messiah. It's like, I am Messiah. Messiah means anointing. That's what it means. So we're all anointed. We all have the ability. The do, question you, is, do, you choose? do you attend any uh, church or religious services or organizations or anything? Nope. And, but I will and go and witness and view, like if I'm invited, but I don't continually go. And you said your parents didn't have any, uh, you didn't come up in a religious background? So you just fell into the, the the big book, the Bible, you just fell into it in that state of self-exploration? Well, it was more so like, I, I read it, out of everything I've read, you know, I know God the most, so I'm going to check out the Bible and just kind of see. And then it, it grew from there. And then I started understanding more and more and asking questions and refusing to limit myself. And then I got into, dude, I have a ton of books, like, like very spiritual, heavy books. I've got like Mormon, Mormon books. I've got Hebrew Bibles. I've got the third Testament. I've got the Aquarian gospel. I've got, uh, the Kabbalion, you know, hermetic principles, taking all Buddhism stuff, some Hindu stuff, um, putting it all together and seeing the same truth that pops up in all of it, regardless of the names of the gods, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. What's the message? The message is the same. Wow. 
That's the gospel, man. The gospel, spreading the gospel is being the gospel, living the gospel, become truth. I am truth. I am love. I am light. I am peace. I am joy. That's who I am. That's who I choose to be. That's who I will be. Huh. Man, I love it. I love it because it's... Um... I'm all, I'm so interested in how people come into their language and way of communicating truth, you know, uh, because it's it's like the it's like uh, everyone's got their own style, I think, or yeah, yeah, because I I don't yeah, I, sorry, no, no, go ahead, no, you go ahead, no, you, no, sir, I, no, sir, I I, I will go. <laughs> <laughs> I will not go ahead. I I choose to go. All right, I that was a great episode. You. See you guys. Bye. Great episode. Thanks for joining. We'll be back choose next week. Not to leave. <laughs> I'm choosing to stay here. <laughs> no, I um Yeah, go ahead, Reed. <laughs> I'm going to go because I wanted to, not cuz you told me to. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You go. All right, I'll go. Like right now. <laughs> what do you think, Benny? Yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> let me. Go. We gotta phone someone in for this. <laughs> what? I'm gonna call Eli over here. He's gonna tell us what we should do. Okay. <laughs> no, I'll um. I uh it's just well, so yeah. No, stop. I'm going to go. All right, you go. We're yeah, we're just saying like you I meet a lot of people with you know, like you're saying the message like at the root like it's all all the same thing, all pointing to the same experience essentially. Um but everyone's got their different language for expressing it. Everyone's got a slightly different framework that encapsulates the language they're using. And it's but then like like i don't have to i don't have to use the same language as someone else to find common ground and get to the root of what we're both talking about but i'm also interested in how people like because like with you know with that advaita group like you know there's a very particular framework there which is odd and then sometimes you meet people that have no framework it's like an entirely personal experience and they haven't really been exposed to any books and they've got their own way of talking about this stuff and at first you're like what are they talking about but then you're like oh wait this is just a really interesting way of describing the same things that i see and feel go ahead adam no, that's it's fun. That's exactly what I was gonna say. What he what he just said. <laughs> I just I'm so I'm fast. I'm so curious about how people come into, like I'm I'm curious. Really, I'm curious about myself. Like, why is it that I'm attracted to the types of material that I'm attracted to? Like, I'm not choosing any of that. I don't decide what I'm attracted to. I don't decide what book grips me. I don't you know or what film or what song. I don't make any of these decisions or choices. And it and it uh, it for it um, it creates me. These are the things that create me. Yeah. Or, 
create my style, if you want to, or the way in which I speak. I'm just going to randomly pop to something here in this book called The Third Testament and just read you like a little bit. Um, okay. Like from here, just, just in this subsection called Search for Our Spiritual Life, just number 51. But when in him the idea of clarifying matters related to the spiritual rises, of matters related to truth beyond the material one, he knows, then he is found fearful afraid to penetrate the unknown into what he believes is prohibited, permitted only to those elevated beings worthy of learning about the arcane of God. There he has shown himself clumsy and weak, unable to defeat the act of will, the prejudices that repress him. The development of human intelligence will never be complete until it happens on the spiritual plane. See how great the backwardness of your spirit is because you have consecrated your knowledge to the earthly life. Man is a slave to the will of others, a victim of anathema, condemnations, and threats, and what has he achieved with this? The abandonment of all his yearnings to understand and achieve the highest knowledge that man must have, preventing himself from being able to achieve the clarification of what he is absurdly always supposed to be, the mystery, the spiritual life. Do you believe that the life of the spirit will always be an enigma to men on earth? If so, then you have fallen into a great error. Truly, I tell you that while you do not know your origin and ignore all that is related to the spirit, for all the advancement of your sciences, you will not move beyond creatures that inhabit a small world among the plants and animals. You continue to foster enmities by your wars and over your lives, pain will continue to rule. If you do not discover what you carry within you, nor the spiritual brother that inhabits each of your neighbors, will you be able to love truly? No. Humanity, though you say that you know and follow me, he's talking about Messiah, if you take your doctrine lightly, your faith, your knowledge, and your love will be false. So one of the things I heard in that was talking about the not, you know, we were just talking about we, it seems everyone has a, well, there are many different ways and languages and, and frameworks that we express these, the message or what we seems to be this truth that's pointed at. Um, there's a great, and there is, there's a, there's a great danger in that language or framework becoming a limitation for the exploration of whatever it is we're, we, we're exploring. Like, like taking the language or the framework as, as the truth prevents one from seeing anything outside of that language. And it's just, it's just a set of words that we're using to describe the same thing. But if, like I say, only this set of words can describe my experience, God, the present, etc., then I, I'm I'm stuck forever. Like my my growth is limited to the the scope of the words I've chosen to describe my experience with, and then going beyond, not just adopting a, a greater variety of frameworks or languages, but going beyond frameworks or languages entirely like beyond words like going from the words to where it's pointing regardless of what you believe you're supposed to be looking for or what it might look like like actually following the you know the finger pointing at the moon hearing the words and then leaving the words behind and going to where they're talking about And then not, not pulling back from that search 
because it starts to look like something different from what you imagined or what you thought it would look like. That's a big one for me. I found that I was limiting myself because I had these ideas about what I was looking for and what it was supposed to be like, like what an experience of, um, I don't know, whatever it is, but say oneness. You can't find oneness if you think you know what oneness feels like already. Because it's not going to be anything you know or think you know already. It's what we're talking about is an experience beyond memory's capacity to record, even. That's not something I can even remember in order to refer to. Like the present moment's not, not recordable in language or memory. It's only experienced now, like very, in a very real way, it can only be experienced now. Which is interesting because we don't have any, there's not really a conception for something like that. Right. Give me one moment. I'm going to run to the restroom. You guys go ahead and be right back. Damn, dude. Which, it's a very interesting concept to think about. Like just looking at the question, uh, like in this moment, is there an element to this present moment that my memory is not recording? <laughs> and that therefore I would have no idea it happened. Uh, I, I've, I would have no idea it happened. I only know if it's happening now. I have no no way to refer to it or know that it, it's something that happened if it's not recorded in memory. But is it? Is it? It seems within the bounds of possibility. There's an element to my current experience that's not recorded in memory because it's not a sensory impression. <laughs> and if it's not a memory you can't seek it because you don't know that it exists you don't know as knowledge that that exists maybe that's what's beyond knowledge it literally can't be knowledge it's not that it's beyond beyond knowledge it can't ever be known in that sense but it, it can be known experientially now but not known intellectually or by the mind not not even recognized intellectually not even recognized by thought Oof. yes to play on that so there's two suns there's the external sun and the internal sun the external sun lucifer satan you got all this divine wisdom and understanding but you're still only seeing it from like you said from thoughts and and from where that perspective is, you're not you're not going inwardly. And uh, you know, you got all this intellect and understanding, and there's a lot of truth to it, but that's still like only scratching the surface because it's on the outside. The external sun, the worship, you know, the Satan Lucifer is crafty because he appears as good, you know, and something you gotta even go past what seems to be good and only know that what's really good or what's true always comes from within. It doesn't need to be sensed by the senses. You don't need the senses to to prove that it exists. Um, and to do to do real good, I can't know beforehand I'm going to do good. Right. It has to. Otherwise, it's a it's a selfish act. 
It's a it's an act based in self interest. I'm going to do this. Well, like a, a true true good occurs without me never ever knowing about it. Maybe in and then I'll take credit for it in retrospect, like oh I did something good, but it just has to it has to flow. It can't be to exist in a state of purity. That's pure action. To exist in a state of purity, you can't know that I'm doing anything pure. Because then it's dirty. Right. At that dirty action. Yeah. Sullied by the ego. Mm -hmm. What's that? So I think we're talking about Kung Fu. I think this, <laughs> this is definitely Kung Fu. The martial arts? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, it's it's just the this uh the stylistic representation of consciousness. Uh the kung fu is a uh, is 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 like the the term for how it appears through the the art of um um martial arts. But it's it's like style of no style kind of a thing. It's like an an expression of being without the the intercession or the intermediary of thought. Yeah, like just acting appropriate action at every moment. Yeah, yeah. Think about Dragon Ball. If you see Dragon Ball, there's an Ultra Instinct. It's a mastery of self movement, moving without thinking. Uh huh. It makes sense. It, yeah. it is a state, the flow state. Saying without speaking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's awesome. But you know, we, we we don't have a job to do. And that's the thing is like saying that I have to do this. No, 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 no. You choose. And everything you do, you choose. So you, you want to choose to take up the mantle of the Messiah? You can. You want to choose not to and you want to go live in the mountains? You can. You are responsible for you. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, how many times do you want to keep coming back to this game and, re and recycling and reincarnating until you freaking learn your lesson? Even within the span of one life, we constantly reincarnate, wake up, and then go back to sleep. Yeah, and then you literally can change your perception from day to day, be a whole new being the next day than you were before. Moment to moment. Moment to moment. The only thing that's real, the past and the present, they don't, they don't exist here and now. They, they go into the memories, well, past goes into the memories, but... The present moment, like the Buddhism stuff is very legit and the inner man stuff is very legit. But you got to take what you know and not go hide in a monastery and share it with the world. And that's where the Messiah part comes in. You have to master yourself. So, you do, also... so you you, do you think it's important to share, like to share? I mean, we started this conversation with what is the message? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to write that, write that down. Yeah, eh, I don't need to write it down. Um, we started it with what is the message and, uh, do, do you feel like, do you feel like that it's a responsibility to share truth if you're, if you're privy to it? I think it's more, you can, you can take on that monk here of feeling responsible, but I, again, it all goes back to your, to your choice. Your choice is going to be the, the, the determining factor of whether you feel that you are responsible for 
sharing this. But if you come to a level of truth, you know, you go through certain standings and consciousness expansion and vibration that you kind of wouldn't want to really think any other way because what, what good is having all the knowledge here but never applying it? Knowledge becomes wisdom when knowledge is applied. Otherwise, it's just fluff. Wisdom is, 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 is uh, you know, applied knowledge. So, you know, I choose to take responsibility. But that doesn't mean that I'm saying you two have to. That's really such a personal and intimate thing with you and, and, and father that only you know the answer to that. I can share my opinions and experiences, but that doesn't mean that that's the answer for you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, truth, truth is like a, a razor's edge. You know, I, it's... Uh, What does that mean, Adam? <laughs> let me write it down. <laughs> truth. Let me tell you what truth is like. It's 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 a it's an ice glacier with sharp, jagged rocks on it. No, it's truth is like uh, it, it is like truth is. It it's not it's not something. Um, like I don't feel it's anyone's responsibility to share it. Like tr it just is. If you, and and I guess this is part of my point of view is I, I always feel like I'm being lived. I never feel like I'm choosing anything. Uh, that's just because um, I don't know why that's the way it is. I just watch everything. Um, but but at the same time i recognize like responsibility there there's there's an acknowledgement of my own responsibility for being the arbiter of experience as it unfolds and expresses and i think that's why i find myself in situations like this where we're recording a podcast because i am going i'm going to love listening to this and seeing how i think and seeing how you guys think and like really trying to disseminate and and discern uh whatever it is we've just created and, and like is this is it useful or am i do i sound like am i making sense and if i'm not making sense where where's my fault fault in logic like uh, that's kind of what drives me the way i mean you know the divine masculine divine feminine intuition and analyzation they both need to be balanced and both both are an integral part of coming to see the higher perspective uh, we were touching on something earlier. You read, you were talking about when the spirit does things for you and you just kind of, you don't know, but it just, you never expected it, but it happens. That's the thing with me and vegetarian. I'm the last person that I thought would go to vegetarian. I didn't even think I could do vegetarian. I've done keto, done paleo, carnivore, you know, low fat, blah, 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 blah. But once I come to so much understanding and the practical application and in my walk with father, wanting to be even closer started studying ancient things and having all these different things and understanding that all the ancients, all the spiritual gurus were vegetarian. There is a common factor. So it does, in fact, raise the vibration and bring you to different levels. Does that mean that it's wrong to eat meat? No. It's, it's, a, it's literally going up and going down the ladder. You know, you continually bog yourself carnivore meat. You're going to be more primal, more rooted in the flesh more in in that nature you want to be in spirit you eat more 
things that have conscious energy. Plants, they have conscious energy. Meat, it doesn't have conscious energy. It does benefit the physical body, but it does nothing for the spiritual. And Satan, as they call him, the deceiver, the ego, sneaks in through the meat because the meat is a form of death and it doesn't have conscious life. It creeps in and people have start having more negative thoughts. Their emotions are different. If you sit and you watch yourself and you go a day eating like pure plants versus like having a steak that day, you will notice the way that your body feels and that your mind and your thoughts analyze. So how do you keep the armor of God impenetrable, allow nothing into it? And that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at is like the spirit brought me to this point. Um, like if I got to eat meat and love with others to descend, you know, within certain reasons, there are certain things I won't eat. I'll do it. But for me to choose to want to do it, I don't choose uh, sensual. When I say sensual, I mean the senses. Sensual gratification for taste buds in the physical body when that really doesn't do anything to elevate me and get me closer to father. I want to be closer yeah. to father. That's, that's interesting. So like I've, I've um, I mean, I, I ate fish twice this week, but like since like, I don't know, like Monday or Tuesday, I haven't eaten meat either. Um, besides fish a couple times. And I've never, um, been interested in cutting meat out of my diet. Um, but for some reason, over the past um, couple months, I started becoming more receptive to people that were talking about a vegetarian diet and and um, and listening to Vinny too, and hear a lot of different people saying that they found it beneficial or whatever. But for some reason, it became interesting to me. Um, never been interesting to me in my life. Um, but I also didn't have a desire. To, like it wasn't. I didn't think about it. I'm not I'm like I'm going to try that or not. And then like like monday or tuesday i walked into sea salt and uh i i was like oh i'm not i'm not gonna get chicken in my my bowl today um and i don't know why but like and i and i you know that interest that idea had been popping up but i also knew like i don't have to do anything like if that's gonna happen or if that needs to happen or wants to happen, it'll that desire to eat meat will leave on its own or not. But I don't care because I'm not making the decision. And then it did. I walked in the restaurant and I didn't want meat. And then I didn't eat meat. That was the first day I hadn't eaten meat in like in a day and at least like five or six years, like for sure. Um, and then it was interesting at the end of the night. Um, I realized I hadn't eaten meat that day and then I felt really good about it for some reason. Like I, like I felt, um, you know, it's that, it's that, that feeling you get when you know you're being true to your authentic self, that you haven't, you haven't compromised your, your internal integrity because of a, a desire of the mind. Um, and I didn't expect that because I had no... I don't have any beliefs around it. And I, and so like, um, like I said, a couple of days I ate fish because like, um, you know, I wanted to, I didn't really want to, but I felt like I also, I had this feeling like I don't want to cut out meat and like entirely all at once right away, just from a nutritional standpoint, like maybe it's something to transition into. 
for me, but um, I haven't, and I haven't made a decision to not eat meat. That's that's that's, that's kind of the key here. Like I didn't, I haven't decided. And right now, I'm not going to tell you I'm a vegetarian because I haven't. That seems to be what my diet is today, but it's not because I woke up and decided that. That's just what the body wants. What the what this seems to want to do. Um, it was weird. And I was at the restaurant yesterday, and I thought about like getting chicken. I'm like, should I get some like chicken at least like once a week or something? I was like, the idea of ordering chicken was just. I don't know. It almost made me sick thinking about it. It's really weird. Um, it's really odd. It's the perception that goes into when you have such an understanding and the perception of how you look at these things. It's like, man, I'm willingly lowering my vibration, but for what? For a gratification? That's how I feel. And that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. But I'm not a full vegetarian. Like, I don't identify with any particular thing. I choose to eat life because I like the way it makes me feel. But, you know, again, it's no condemnation and I'm not superior or better. But to be to this point, you need to be in touch with the spirit. The spirit is the ultimate force. And if you're tapped into the source within, you don't need to worry about all that protein and mineral BS crap because you're still concerned about the flesh. If you're operating in spirit, you'll get what you need. Yeah, I don't have to. I mean, yeah, this goes for everything. I don't have to manage. I don't have to micromanage my life. I've never had to. I've just always thought I had to. Right. And it's amazing the things I can stop caring about, like that I can stop caring about and continue to function as good or better. Than I, like all the micromanagement I can cut out in all the areas of my life, emotionally, physically, like it's all it's all just an excuse for me to beat up myself when I don't do it. Honestly. What do you think, Adam? Um, man, I, I, I think, uh, I think we touched on so much awesome stuff. Um, I love the fact that there's nothing, I don't know if there's anything to really hold on to here. <laughs> like if you're listening, if you're a listener right now, like just went through the ringer, ringer roll with us and you're kind of like, well, what do I, what do I do now? <laughs> That's it's great that there's really nothing uh, other than what you've gathered. Um, but yeah, what I'd like to do is uh, uh, extend uh, if you're oh, Vinny, if, if someone listening wanted to reach out to you, is there anywhere that they could find you to, if they had questions or they wanted to, you know, learn more or like anything like that. Do you have like a, a social media or a website or anything? Not, not a website yet. Like I'm part of like a uh, Telegram chat um, where it's like a lot of spiritually open-minded, me and my brother um, and all that stuff. So like we, we leave a lot of things open and, you know, we talk about a lot of things and he's a brother who's basically, he gave up his life, stopped working in this world. You know, the world, the wife works, but he stays home all day and he just studies all the books, all the religions, everything and ties everything together. And he like gets downloads like that. Um, and so it's a good resource to tap in because like people like him and me, you know, we all cross and we all got to come together as a little community. And so, yeah, I mean, reach out to me. Like you can reach out to me on Telegram. You reach me out on my cell. I don't care about handing out my cell. I'm not like one of those people. I mean, I'm a holistic nutritionist, so anything I can do to help people, when I approach health, it's a whole integrative spectrum of a circle. 
you got to hit everything spiritual mental physical social all of those come together so especially the spiritual being the biggest like foundation of things um but yeah i mean you can reach me 912-464-5861 that's my cell uh you can reach me at holistic vibrations within at gmail.com uh instagram uh i don't even know how to say the name but i can always link it later or just like come to telegram i can always share that link and people can come to the telegram chat we've got about 90 something people in there right now from different walks of life different spiritual understanding right on definitely yeah if you wouldn't mind putting that in can you type that into the chat box here i should be able to uh Adam, you've never asked me to share my contact information for the listeners. I haven't? No. No, you haven't. What do you think that means? <laughs> <laughs> it means you Why know that I don't want is? to talk to anyone and I don't have anything to say to anyone and I don't want to listen to anyone. Where? <laughs> <laughs> um, At least plug my music every once in a while. You can you can do that. Plug a track or two. Yeah. Looking for it. You got to put my song in the intro. Well, you just got to send me the one you want. Pick one from the my SoundCloud. I want you to send me the one that you feel. Okay. How long do I have? Whenever you like to sit, like like between now and when you press send on the email or the text. Between now, between now and when you're going to finish producing this video. Oh, um, I'd like it. I'd like it to be out by Monday or Tuesday. There it is. The, te the right. Telegram chat. But you got to have Telegram, man. That's the thing. Perfect. You know? So like, feel free to join it, man. Like you can always hit me up and like, we, you know, we share resources, downloads. I talk to a bunch of different people, different ages from around the world, different understandings in their walks. And just, we all continue to sharpen one another and grow with one another. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, thanks. Um, I was, I was sending that to on an email to myself, that link. Cause I think it's really cool that uh, you could, we could just pop in there if we want to engage in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dude, thank you so much for for sitting down with us, man. This has been has been excellent. I'd love to do it again, man. Like I said, the the real message needs to get out there, and however it can get out there, I'm I'm happy to help, man. I live to serve. That's my my purpose is to serve my brothers and sisters. So any way or outlet to do it, I'll do what Father wants me to do. Right on. That's great. Thank you. All right. All right. When um when 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 will we like see this or hear this like in another form? Probably Monday or Tuesday. On, on where? Oh, I'll send you I'll send you the link in uh, in our group message. Okay. Cool. Oh, I'll, I'll also put the website. I'll put the website in. It shows up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube, a whole bunch. Uh, this is the main website.
Rogers, I don't think your Peterbilt hat was in tune. A Peterbilt hat? <laughs> what? Did you say something? Who said something?